This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of This is Silly Unplugged or This is Silly Solo. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. It's the condensed version of This is Silly. Uh, I'm the only host available tonight. I want to make apologies. We didn't get to it last week. Um, just want to say uh, Matt Bird has three young boys who are now finishing school for the year and a doctor wife, so he is pretty busy. He has been having some trouble finding some sitters, and in addition to that, some other things, you know, just life things come up. Mitch has been, started his new job. He's working a lot. He also has two kids graduating, one graduating from high school, one graduating from eighth grade, so he's had things to do every night. In addition to a load of Luligan stuff he's been working on, him and Sarah I think they do things like three nights a week or something crazy. Um, I know it's a lot, and I have all the time in the world, but it just boils down to me being lazy. So sorry we didn't do a show last week. The good news is there are a plethora of St. Louis City podcasts, so I know you guys had plenty of content to listen to. Please check out all the other podcasts. I can't even name them all. That's the point. Um, it seems like there's a new one that starts every week, and everybody's sort of scratching a different itch out there. So just give them all a try. You'll find at least one or two you like. Uh, and then you won't feel so bad when we take a week off. But again, going to try to do better. Um, but just like from my perspective, some of you know I've taken a big step back from sort of Luligan leadership responsibilities. I don't do a lot anymore. I obviously help mention Sarah out with anything they need or you know if they request anything. But I'm not going to any of the meetings or anything. Um, And I work a little bit during the game day, like the the pregame street parties. Uh, I do social media. But for the most part, like once we get into the game, I'm done with my duties. And I've just been trying to enjoy the soccer. And for me, that's that's been nice. It's been a change because in the past I've gotten a little uh, obsessed, let's say, and I've you know, I go back and rewatch the games and things. And I, right now, I'm just really, really enjoying being at the games, enjoying the atmosphere, uh, not just of the North End, but the whole stadium. I, I'm enjoying the whole process. And so as part of that, I'm not, you know, maybe as dedicated to the pod as I used to be. Uh, but but there are important things to talk about. So we did want to come on. But um, again, apologies. We didn't do a show last week. We're going to try to do better. But there are so many things to talk about. And speaking of just enjoying the soccer, um, you know, this isn't the show that breaks down and gets into the, you know, nitty gritty, the X's and O's. But the last two home games, I mean, you know, I said it on Twitter. If you're not having fun at these games, like soccer's not for you because these last two games have been amazing. Not only the 4-0 win versus Kansas City with the quote-unquote rivalry game, um, but the last week's 3-1 3-1 win over Vancouver, to me, was almost almost better. Um, the stadium has been going crazy. Uh, everybody's having a good time. We're seeing a lot of people, you know, coming out. And there's still new people, you know, finding a ticket here or there and, and getting out to the game for the first time and just seeing how happy they are and seeing, you know, the excitement and seeing online all the people talking about how much fun they're having at these games. It really is. It's... It's something special, and it's special to be, like, at these games. 
Um, and just like I, I, mean, I mentioned the Vancouver game, you know, uh, a guy like Miggy who went from a homegrown signing who I thought wouldn't get a ton of time in the first team. He's been starting. He's been playing well. Uh, he, he graduates on Thursday night from high school. Yes, you heard that right. He graduated from high school. This is a very young man. Uh, and gets his first MLS professional goal. I know he had one in the Open Cup, but this was his first like official league goal on Saturday night. And and the crowd knows it. The crowd knows these players, and they go nuts. And uh, you know Johnny Klein getting introduced for his first you know appearance in the MLS. You know a slew guy. It's just amazing. And I mean the free kick from Leuven was astounding. You know it just one goal of the week. And if you haven't seen that video, go watch it. I mean, these games are amazing. They're just so much fun. Uh, also of note, um, we beat Vancouver three to one. Uh, one of our, I think, I don't know which goal of ours it was, but there was a, there was a mix up in their defense. Um, you know, the goalkeeper thought the defender was going for it. The defender thought the goalkeeper was going for it. And they basically said, the crowd noise at City Park was so loud they couldn't hear each other. So I, on behalf of every fan at City Park that night, I'm going to take credit for that goal. So the fans, you get a goal last week. It was amazing. So, And, and Berkey's just been playing out of his head. Like everything, Blom, I mean, the guys call him the stopper, you know, in the, in the locker room. But, I mean, he's a destroyer. He just blows things up it's like it's such an old school soccer player um and i love looking out on the field and seeing him and parker they wear the black boots like with no you can't see a nike swoosh or adidas stripes they're just like it just gives you that old school feeling and you know blum is just not only is he making amazing tackles to break up plays he's getting up immediately and and moving the ball into spaces it's really fun to watch this team so again we're back up. I think we're, we're technically in second now, but we're pretty high up in the Supporter Shield race, too. Uh, Cincinnati is running away with the East, different conferences, and you know we can argue about which conference is better or whatever. We're going to have, obviously, Seattle and LAFC, and there's, there's a few teams right there with us at the, at the 25 point. But again, this is an expansion team. No one expected this from this team. So if you, if, if you get a chance to come out and watch this team or even to go to any of the bars that show the games, either away games or home games, this atmosphere is contagious and watching them is fun. Um, it won't always be like this, but it's really been a wonderful ride. And, and the team's stepping up. It's, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to you know be high-fiving strangers in the stadium uh, walking out with 22,000 people and people are just like, you know, hugging each other and high-fiving and, you know, reliving the moment, you know, walking out of the stadium. It's just all, you know, puppy dogs and, and whistles. It's great. So that's what's going on on the field. Everything's clicking right now. Um, but we did want to talk about, or the reason we're doing this show is because we want to talk about what's coming up next. We've got another home game this Saturday. And it is against Houston. Little footnote for you. This one's a special to me because in as far as you could ever say 
I had an MLS team, it was Houston because Houston had a big St. Louis connection back in the day. You know, Ralston was there as a coach. Um, Brad Davis, probably one of the the best modern players to come out of St. Louis, uh, was in his heyday when he was still at Houston winning a couple of championships. Will Bruin was there at the time. So I never really like chose an MLS team, but in those years, like if I was going to watch a game, I would search out the Houston games just to watch those guys. So I'm looking forward to playing Houston on this one. Um, looking forward to getting another three points. We've got another big uh, street party as always. They're always at Schlafly Tap Room. It's always you know right outside Schlafly on what is being affectionately called Luligan Street. Uh, we'll have the merch tent set up. We'll have the trailer set up. Um, Florida Noise usually is down there. Well, they're always down there. They've got their tent set up where you can, you know, go talk to those guys. The punks have been setting up there. You can go talk to them. Uh, no Nap Ultras has recently moved from Union Station over to be by us just to kind of join the party a little bit. Santos, they their pregame party is at Beffa's, but they always walk over a little bit early. So, you know, we can have a little joint party, a little jam session going on with Florida Noise and getting people ready for the march, and then we all march in together. So if you haven't been to one of our street parties, you know, you get to the game a little early, come down, come over. You don't have to be a member of any of the supporters groups. You can just come and have a few beers at Schlafly. You can bring the kids. Don't buy the kids beers. You know, that's frowned upon. But um, there is stuff for the kids to do. We usually have a really good time. And, you know, just come in and soak up the atmosphere a little bit. Get ready for the game and then march in. The march is something you should do at least once. I mean, there are people who that's part of their game day tradition and they're going to do it every game. But if you've never done it, you should do it at least once. So come on down and do this. Um, but most importantly, I think our uh, focus going into this month is Pride Razor. And for those of you that don't know, I believe this started with, well, I know it started with uh, Chatt Chattanooga FC and the Chattahooligans. And I believe it started with Detroit City FC and the Northern Guard. They had like a little competition one year, you know, to raise the most money for their local uh, LGBTQ plus charities. And they decided, you know, we're going to do it on goals. Like, you know, you pledge a certain amount and for every goal scored, you know, I'll donate a dollar and they got fans to pledge and it turned into a nice little fundraiser. And the guys down in uh, Chattanooga said, you know, that works so well, let's expand it. And they started inviting other supporters groups to take part every June. And I think, I think there's four official campaigns we were a part of, but I think we did one on our own just as a, like it was a part of Pride Razor, but not like we didn't set up on the website and everything. So this is going to be for sure our fourth campaign, but I think it's really our fifth, depending on how you count it. And we've raised a lot of money over the years. I think, I can't remember. Last year we raised over 10000 And so I'm thinking we're over 20000 in Pride Razor altogether. Uh, but this year it's obviously being amplified because we've got the MLS team. So we're hoping to break some records there. Our beneficiary this year is the Metro Trans Umbrella Group. 
And for those of you that don't know, or maybe don't pay attention, or, or really have no reason to pay attention, uh, the Missouri State Legislature is making it very difficult for our friends who are trans and who are trying to access health care. And yes, they use a lot of scary language and they, you know, talk about, you know, child abuse, but it's nonsense. I mean, nobody's going through trans, uh, transition willy nilly. They're not doing it on a whim. Um, there aren't people taking children to the doctor without their parents' knowledge and changing them. Um, that's all sort of boogeyman talk and it's ridiculous. What I do know is the trans people that I know are really worried right now. They're worried about being able to get their medicine. Um, they're worried about being able to get health care uh, because doctors are afraid. Doctors are afraid if they perform basic health care tasks, they're going to get in trouble because of these new laws that are being passed. And not only is it dangerous and um, frankly revolting that we're not going to let people get the health care they need uh, just because, but it is dangerous to, for these people who have started on these uh, medications to all of a sudden not be able to get them. It, it's just frankly dangerous. It's like, you know, I take blood pressure medicine and my body is used to taking that blood pressure medicine. And if all of a sudden my doctor's like, mm, I'm not so sure, it might be illegal for me to prescribe you your blood pressure medication. Um, that's not good for the body to just cold turkey on the blood pressure medicine. So this is much more, much more serious than blood pressure medicine. So Metro Trans Umbrella Group uh, is a group that is helping trans people, not only with healthcare, but with various other things. Because in addition to the scary healthcare and the scary laws that are being passed, People are uglier out there these days, and people say some really ugly things online, and they're being, you know, whipped up into a frenzy, again, by these boogeyman stories that just aren't real. So, you know, it's the least we can do to show people that we are supportive, we are, we are allies, we stand with these people at games, and we stand with them outside of the games, too. Um, a lot has been said about, and people are triggered, people are triggered by the rainbow flags. Trust me, I run the Luligan Twitter account and Facebook page and Sarah runs the Instagram. We see it. Um, people are just ugly about it. And, you know, if you see something you don't like, you are free to just scroll right past it. Um, if you don't like the pride raiser or the charity du jour we're doing for a week, you don't have to donate. It, it, that's fine. I get it. Um, but what we're doing is, first and foremost, a lot of people have mentioned to me or to Sarah or to Mitch or, or just, you know, Luligans in general that things like the pride flag or things like the charity du jours we choose help them feel comfortable, help them feel welcome, especially in sports where traditionally, uh, homosexuality has, has been shunned. Uh, people have had to hide their identity and, you know, this is just, this is just math. We know a certain percentage of the population is homosexual. So if you've got a stadium of 22,000 people, 
there's a percentage of the fans in the stadium that are homosexual. There are a percentage of players who are homosexual. And for years they have felt the need to hide that or at least not to be proud of it or not to be open about it. And that is changing. That's slowly changing. And I think being open about it, waving rainbow flags, choosing anti, you know, or choosing positive LGBTQ plus charities for a charity du jour's, I think these things help. And, and I've heard it's help. I've heard people come and say, you know, thank you for, for being welcoming. Um, and yes, there are people say the rainbow flags turn them off. Uh, but, you know, like somebody, like, when is it, you know, straight pride day? Well, you know, it's straight pride day every day, dude. <laughs> You're fine. A few rainbow flags are not going to hurt you, but they could open the world to somebody. But more importantly, and I think this gets overlooked a lot, um, I know uh, several gay people. I know three or four trans people. And most of those people I would not have met were it not for soccer, were it not for going to games and becoming friends with people and either knowing from the beginning because they were out and they were proud or some people have gradually come out because they feel comfortable being in the Luligans or maybe they were out to some part of their life, but you know, they're, they're comfortable in the setting that we've created. And that's great. That is, that is amazing. And that is exactly what we want to happen. But the reverse is also true. Like I said, there are, people that I have met that I wouldn't have met in my daily life, whether it's in my little town or at work or, you know, whatever hobbies you're into, soccer is a diverse culture and it brings it together diverse people. And that's better for me, uh, a cis white male, straight, um, you know, I could go my whole life without meeting a trans person if I didn't put myself in situations where that's possible. And I think it's made me a better person. And I hope by being open and by being, you know, LGBTQ positive, um, you know, you'll meet somebody at a pregame street party or standing next to them in the stands. And we can break down a lot of this ignorance just by exposure. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, every politician was against gay marriage. Uh, and, and even the Democrats, so I'm not like going party line here. Um, but slowly they, you know, they started to have a grandkid that was gay or they met, you know, somebody through their campaigning that was gay. And now you're seeing the overwhelming majority of Americans obviously support gay marriage because it makes sense. Sure, there are knuckle-draggers still out there who, you know, somehow think it, you know, changes their marriage, but we all know that's ridiculous. But my hope is we get there with things like trans health care, like, you know, just, just being accepted in society for the love of God. 
you know, bathroom. We're bargaining about who's going to go to the bathroom where, and that's just ridiculous. So as important as raising money and raising funds at our charity du jours and with our pride raiser, um, it's breaking down these walls both ways, just, you know, uh, letting people feel welcome to come and letting the people who are coming experience some new people and some new ways of life that maybe they wouldn't run into in their daily life. And all of a sudden there's a goal scored and you're hugging the person next to you. And it doesn't matter like, you know, if, if they go home with a man or a woman or if they, you know, identify as something different than, than what is in your head all we care about is we scored a goal and that moment of joy or, or the moment of sorrow when we lose a game, you can commiserate with this person because what you have in common as a soccer fan is a thousand times more important than, you know, what their gender is. Now, their gender struggle is real and it's their daily fight and we have to support that 100%. And I'm not meaning to belittle that, but your interaction with them, what do you care? You know, at the very least, you, you give them a high five and then you walk on. Uh, but at the most, you're going to make some good friends, uh, just like I have, uh, just like a lot of my friends have. Um, <laughs> and some of my gay friends, you know, they tell their friends, hey, I met a straight guy this week. He's OK. <laughs> and that's that's funny to me. Um and speaking of, you know, these testimonials, we posted a thing on the website today, my good friend Hannah. I've known Hannah for, I guess, seven years now, seven or eight years. I'm old, so memory runs together. But uh, Hannah has been a valuable part of the Lilligans for a long time. And they've worked in leadership. They've helped us do things back when I was doing more. Hannah was there to help do whatever. Uh, Hannah was an instrumental part of setting up the thieves, an offshoot of the Luligans that works on, you know, marginal people issues. Um, she, she was a part of the Luligan drum corps, which was the precursor to fluid and noise. A lot of people know Hannah and a lot of people know Hannah is an amazing person and they shared their struggles as an open and proud trans person in this living Lilligan piece that we posted today uh, and what it means to them that we choose charities to support that are affirming to them and, and their issues and that we stand with them on things like this, not just, you know, during the games, but when you see hate online, you can, you can refute it. You can, I mean, you can first of all block it and ignore it. And I have no, no issue with you for doing that because it, it gets ugly. Um, but we're not going to tolerate that. We're not, just as I wouldn't tolerate, you know, you berating someone for being left-handed in the stadium. You know, they didn't choose being left-handed. Um, you know, they didn't choose to have blue eyes. I mean, you can do the contact lenses or whatever. Um, these are people and they're just trying to live their lives and have a little fun because that's what sports should be. Although according to Matt Bird, sports should be pain because that's what it usually is. Uh, but we, we don't have time for the hatred and the bigotry. And 
the struggle that LGBTQ people are facing today and especially trans people today in the culture and in the actual laws that are being passed, it's shocking and it's sad and it's unnecessary. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to fly rainbow flags and we're going to raise money for the Metro trans umbrella group. And we're going to raise money at other charities yours this month because it's pride month. Uh, There's going to be other charities at other games that give to other LGBTQ causes. And I know the punks are doing their thing. Um, And, you know, if you don't want to give to it, fine. Nobody's going to make you give. But, you know, some people are saying you're shoving it in our face. Yeah, that's the point. It needs to be shoved in your face. It needs to be announced loud and proud that uh, this North End the entire stadium, the entire city of St. Louis, the entire state, the entire country supports human beings being human beings. And trans rights are human rights. It's not political. It's, it's just being a good person. So, yeah, that's what we're doing this month with uh, Pride Month and Pride Razor. There will be a lot more rainbow flags in the stadium. There will be rainbow buttons and stickers from the various supporters groups. I know... No Nap's doing some stickers. We're doing stickers. We're doing scarf buttons. Uh, the Punks have a, a pride pack that it has a rainbow scarf and stickers and things. This is the way we show people that we're better than the state legislature. And we're humans and we care about other humans. Um, and, I, and I can't make it any more plain than that. It's, it's not political. It's just about being decent, and that's that's what we believe in. And, you know, we do it with all of our charities. And, and somebody, you know, complained on Instagram today. It's like, oh, you only support the liberal causes, the liberal agenda. Um, you know, pediatric cancer doesn't know a political party. Uh, there are trans people and there are gay people who are Republicans. <laughs> there are... Uh, you know, when we're raising money for whatever it is, these things affect everyone and we're helping humans. That's what it gets down to. So if the rainbow flags trigger you, I am sorry. There's, there's, there's nothing I can say about it except for don't look at it. You know, watch the game. Um, you know, people say our, our Twitter account is ruining their soccer experience. I mean, man, if, if a Twitter account can ruin your soccer experience, you're not paying enough attention to the games because these games are great. There just happen to be a few rainbow flags on the side of the stadium and there happen to be some fundraisers going on uh, that maybe you don't want to contribute to. You can do both. You can ignore my flag and have fun at the game. Or you can have fun waving the flag and still watch the game and, you know, give high five to somebody who doesn't like the rainbow flag. It's, it's all possible. So, again, that's what we're doing. We're, uh, we're going to be there. We're going to be loud. We're going to have a good time. We're going to make a lot of noise um, because that's what we do. We show up, we make noise, and we have fun. And this month it's just going to be a little rainbow flavored. And that's okay. You'll live. I promise promise you. Um, 
And, you know, like I said, you know, pediatric cancer month is coming up and we're going to do stuff for that too. And, um, you know, we're going to do something for food bank and, you know, all of these other non-political charities. Uh, because again, we're just trying to make our community a little better. We're trying to welcome people in to that community and there's room for all of us. You know, it's a big tent. Uh, you don't have to agree with everything we do. Hell, I don't agree with everything the Lilligans do. Uh, and I came up with the name of the group. I, I'm pretty involved, or I have been in the past. Uh, but we don't always get it right, and that's okay, too. We're all learning. We're all growing. Um, don't shut yourself off. It's okay. promise you. Uh, other than that, we've got, uh, we still have a few more TIFO uh, plaques that we're selling. We have we've got 123 total, and there's less than 25, so we'll still have the rest of those on sale. Uh, this week at the street party, I imagine those will sell out. We've got, like I said, we've got rainbow buttons and rainbow pins available for donations. We're also going to have some new Luligan Pride flags you can buy in addition to the other flags for $25 a piece. And we do have more merch coming all the time. So we'll have our game day buttons. I haven't decided yet who's going to be the pin bearer for this week. Um, but most importantly, just come out and have some fun. Bring a friend. If you have, if you don't have tickets, you can still come to the street party. A lot of people do. Uh, they either stay at Schlafly and watch the game or, or head to one of the other bars, the Pitch, uh, Maggie O's, Beffa's. They all, you know, all the little bars around there are showing the game. Or just come out and have fun at the street party and then go home if you want to to watch the game. Uh, but it is definitely a, a vibe, as the kids say. And it's fun. We all have fun at the street party. So encourage you to come out. Um, coming up in the future, there's a Nashville game. And I know a lot of you people are asking about the buses. Here's what we know right now. The Nashville game is it's on Father's Day weekend. So that may eliminate some of the people who would like to come to that game. Um, Nashville is also a really cool town. And I know a lot of people have already like booked their Airbnb or booked their hotel, and they're going to do the whole Nashville weekend. Um, but what we are doing is we are probably going to have a bus situation like we did for Chicago, uh, where the bus goes and comes back that day. So like right after the game, get on the bus and come back. That saves people the hotel fee, which is a killer for a lot of people because that's an extra 100 to 200 bucks depending on where you stay. Uh, it'll be around like what we did for Chicago where it'll be 50-ish bucks that covers the buses and that covers the um, tips for the drivers and all the supplies and stuff we have to buy. And we will have tickets that will come with that 50 bucks, we're game tickets. So the team, uh, much like they do for every away game, they buy tickets for all the fans. We will, we're trying to figure out right now how many buses we need. It would probably be one or two at the most. I don't think we'll get three for this trip. Um, but we will post info as soon as we have it. And I know it's not a perfect system uh, because we don't know right now how many tickets we can get. But we want to make sure everybody who pays for a bus ticket gets a game ticket. Um, so watch socials for that. Watch. We will have signups. And like I said, I, I, I'm pretty confident we're going to get one bus, maybe two, but I doubt we'll get three just because, like I said, the numbers aren't quite there for what it was for Chicago. 
Uh, the good news is it won't be a 5 a.m. leave time like the Chicago because the game will be a normal evening game. But we will get back late that night. So keep an eye on socials for that. Uh, but until then, we need you to come out on Saturday, have some fun with us. We're going to take on Houston. We're going to try to extend that uh, winning streak and just have some fun. And there'll just be some rainbows in the background. So thanks for listening. Uh, check out all the other podcasts and follow us on socials. And, uh, you know, spread some love in the world today. That's all we can ask. Thanks. <laughs>